Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. It's a hard hat holidays here, respectfully, at the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. We've got two episodes for you this week because last week we had scheduling conflicts. So this episode going to be all football. We're going to be talking about the playoff picture as we head into week 15. Week 15, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, feels like the season just started yesterday, but here we are almost at the end of the year. So we'll look at the playoff picture in the AFC, in the NFC, We'll give our takes on both sides of the spectrum. We'll look ahead to week 15. We'll give you, we'll, we're going to bring back the weekly wager segment as well. Give Go over a couple games here for our wonderful degenerate gamblers to, and let them know our picks. Um, uh, and then a couple, in a couple of days, we'll record and put out another episode where we'll just talk about other sports topics we wish to discuss. But it's all football all the time for this episode here so we're gonna go right into it bing bong motherfuckers um i want to start with the afc so to start things off meet the new boss same as the old boss nothing has really changed when you look at like there have been changes but the thing is though the more things change the more things stay the same we have teams that we kind of wrote off at the beginning of the season in the top spots of the AFC, we have teams that we thought were would be the contenders of the AFC, closer to the bottom or not even in playoff contention. And sir, I know you have thoughts on the whole AFC playoff picture. I know you have thoughts about where your Buffalo Bills stand at the moment. I'm going to let you have the floor. You can talk about whatever your little heart <laughs> desires and whatever's on your mind. All right, so let's jump right into this. What you started with in the beginning was new boss, same as the old boss, which is very unfortunate for me being a Bills fan and for everyone here in Buffalo. Um, You know what? We had our moment of happiness last year where we won the AFC and finally beat it, the big bad Patriots. Won the AFC East. You didn't win the whole AFC. AFC East, excuse me, sorry. I forgot a word there. Wish I would have won the AFC, but – um. Close. So we had we had our moment of glory there, and then all of a sudden the big bad Patriots are back on top, and it is not not fun right now to be a, a Bills fan. Um, I can tell you that much. Um, but we a lot of people did forget though that last year a bunch of the Patriots defense sat out due to COVID restrictions, and they had they had Cam Newton as their quarterback, and didn't really like that offense. What couldn't ever be explosive with. Uh, Cam Newton under center, unfortunately, but um, now they got all their most of their defensive players back from last year, and we're seeing that defense come back into what it used to be. Um, Bill Belichick is just dominating the league now with his coaching. Um, as we saw last last um Monday night against the Patriots, the Bills Patriots game and that super windy game. I mean, the, who who would have thought in the beginning of the season when Bill Belichick cut. Cam Newton and said he's going with Mac Jones and he was going to basically ride with him. Um, I for sure thought he was crazy. I'm sure a lot of other people did as well, just because he's a, uh, he was the most NFL ready quarterback coming into the NFL. Um, but no one thought this is what it was going to be at. Um, now don't get me wrong. I mean, he is 
overhyped as a quarterback. I think people are comparing to Brady already. Um, I disagree with that. He is a great game manager quarterback. Um, dink and dunk throws that we have seen for the past 20 years that Brady used to do, except Brady could make those throws downfield when needed. Um, I mean, Mac Jones has made those this season. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it, it, it's hard to compare him to Brady just yet. But no, this AFC is just completely crazy. I mean, you look at teams, honestly, teams like yeah, four through four through thirteen, re- realistically four through ten right now with their rankings. You can make an argument for all of these teams getting into the playoffs this year. I mean, just with how inconsistent everyone in the AFC has been. Um, like the good teams have lost to bad teams. Um, good teams lose to good teams. Good teams beat good teams. That's the way football is, and that's what makes people love it. But you can realistically make an argument for all of these teams. Um, sitting at four, four through ten right now to get into playoffs. With and right now we got the Browns sitting at eight, the Bengals sitting at nine, and Denver at ten. Um, they're all seven and six, the same way as the six and seven seed and the Colts and the Bills are. Everyone is seven and six right now, and it's just crazy to think that. Um, there's only four games left in the season now for all of these teams. So it's going to be interesting to see where all these teams line up at the end of season time. Um, I am under the impression that right now, just, I know, I know this still four games left in the season. Anything can happen, but I mean, right now, I think teams who are ranked one through seven, um, will be in the AFC, uh, get come out of the AFC to make playoffs. It just depends now. I think on where the seeding ends up lying. Um, anyone really can still make a run here, to be completely honest. That one seed in the AFC is so completely wide open as well, in my opinion. Um, I think Kansas City is bound to fall off, in my opinion, um, just based on the fact that I don't think they're going to be explosive, especially with how injured they got. I know they just got players back this week finally, but I don't think – what they have been doing. I know they, they beat the Jaguars this week. So whoop-de-doo um, Jaguars lose to everyone except for the bills and the Miami dolphins. I get it. They, they, the Jaguars peaked when they beat the bills nine to six this season. Ha <laughs> ha. So funny. Um, bills fans. Uh, uh, I wasn't going to make a joke. I, I, I had to make it myself. So you didn't. Um, I wasn't going to make a joke. I mean, we all I had to, I just had to throw it down there again, just to make, Make sure my team knows, even though none of them listen to this, that we need to pick it up because sitting in the seventh seed right now isn't fun. On um, granite, I mean Buffalo's still a team. Right now. Buffalo's still a team. Like I don't think most teams would want to see him play us just based on the fact of how they played that second quarter against the Bucks. I want second to half. the second half against the Bucks. Excuse me. I was, I was gonna thinking, say the second thinking, quarter. I, thinking, I watched that second quarter. That yeah, was embarrassing. No, yeah, it was. It was just a tale of two different teams that we saw in between the first half and the second half with the bills, I get it. Like you got to put a whole thing of football together, but I mean, we just took the defending Super Bowl champs. We were down 24 to three going into um, halftime and we ended up coming back and taking them to overtime. Um, I'll get into that game later. Cause I have my thoughts on it, but no, I, I realistically, like I, all these teams right now, like seeing in players, I think this might be one of the most, I would say I don't want to say like stacked playoff card, but like all, all these teams, crap shoot, all these crap shoot. Yeah, it, it's weird because like they all these teams can lose to anyone at any given moment. Like I know it's cliche to say, but we've seen it so much this season. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, though, is like I agree with you there about that. I mean, like I said, like we said, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Like nobody really expected them to be there. 
at the top of the AFC. The Chiefs at the three seed, we all had them written off if, after week five after they got their asses handed to them and the shit kicked out of them at, at home to Buffalo on that Sunday night game, which feels like eons ago at this point because after it's almost as if after like that game, like the teams, those teams ended up going and trending in different directions. And, and the, your team trended in the direction that you don't want it to be trending into. But, I mean, then you look at the rest of the AFC, like you said, the Colts, like they didn't start out too hot. Look at them now. Look where they're at. They're the sixth seed right now. Um, the AFC North is just a complete, like, crapshoot. Like, crapshoot's going to be the word of the day for this podcast. Like, it is a crapshoot. Like, there's so much inconsistency. Um Baltimore, we don't know how Baltimore is going to fare out because Lamar Jackson has an ankle sprain. He, nobody knows about his availability for Sunday. Obviously, he'll try to play. We, we all know he's going to try to play, but we don't know how healthy that he is. Like, we don't know how bad the ankle is. Okay, they they don't have their they like their running their running game is Lamar Jackson. Um, they lost Marlon Humphrey a couple weeks ago just to add to the decimation of injuries they have. Their best offensive player outside of Lamar Jackson is Mark Andrews. And if Mark Andrews were to go down, I knock on wood that he doesn't, uh, because I don't I would never wish injury upon anybody. But if he does go down, then their offense takes another huge blow. Um, let's see here. Like Cleveland and Cincinnati. I mean, Cleveland has just been so inconsistent this entire season. I mean, they get they get their asses hand like they only played like one complete game this entire season, which was against the Bengals, and that was pretty much like when the Browns had their backs against the wall. I mean, just looking how they pl- how they play against the division this entire season has been ridiculous. I mean. How they've played against the division pretty much tells the story of how they've played like against the rest of the league. Because in week one, they didn't play terribly against Kansas. In week one, they didn't play terribly against Kansas City. But the thing is, though, is like when they played Pittsburgh, when they played Cincinnati, when they played Baltimore twice, like they were so inconsistent. They got demolished by the Steelers. They played two terrible games against the Ravens, and then they kicked the shit out of Cincinnati. Now, and then you look at Cincinnati. They go 2-0 against the Steelers. They beat Baltimore. They lose to Cleveland. So the, so the whole AFC North looks like a complete crapshoot based on how inconsistent each team is on a week-by-week basis. I'm not even going to bring the Steelers into, con- into the conversation because they're all, they only decide to show up in the fourth quarter when they're losing by 20 or more points. If you can't beat I, the Lions, you don't deserve to be talked about in a playoff contention. Uh, the, yeah, the Vikings. The Vikings are still somehow in playoff contention in the NFC. That that should count as two losses that from uh, two weeks ago. But yes, the Steelers. What I really think that that tie against the that that the that that tie against the Lions not only like affects the Steelers as a whole, but it affects the entire AFC playoff picture there. Like. The Lions are just out here ruining seasons at this point. They don't, they're not, they haven't even played. They, they only played like they played the, yeah, they played the AFC North this season and then like one other AFC team. But the thing is though, is like that tie is the difference between Pittsburgh and where they're at in the standings versus where they could be in the standings. Because when you think about it, based on conference record and head to head and everything, they could probably be like 
maybe seven or eight right now instead of where they're currently at, which is like eleven. Um, I believe. Yeah, I think they would move up to. I think they would jump to seven. I I think they would jump to seven as well because they would be five and four in the conference if they get that win. Um, they have the um. They have the tiebreaker over the Bills over conference record and head to head. Yeah, well, so, I actually think that would put the Bengals then in. And then put the because Bengals would have the head to head against them. Yeah, but I'm talking about where the Bengals are. The Bengals are ahead of them at nine already. So the uh, ahead of them at nine yeah, already. So that would put, that's what I'm saying. They would push the Bengals up to seven, and then Pittsburgh would be sitting at eight right now. If and they Buff- get that win, if they get that win, and then Buffalo's on the really outside looking and sitting at they'd be sitting at ten. Yes, yeah, and at ten, I mean, really. So that, like now you see like, like where yeah, I'm like that, here. Oh, that tie just kills that for them because now that ties they got a huge they got a huge uphill climb to playoffs now because I mean they go see the Titans this week, then they go to Kansas City, then they got the Browns and Ravens, and you know, you know what? those um division games are always hard. They need to win out to make the playoffs, and they need a lot of help. Um, is it safe to say we can put the Dunshane on the Steelers this season? I want to put the Dun chain on them. Like I want to hang, I want to like, I want to hang them up on the wall. I want to frame it. I want to say done. I want to put the stamp on. I want to mail it out. I want to say, get the fuck out of here. Don't come back until next season. Can we do that? I would actually want to give that to you and the Raiders, just how, how high you were on the Raiders. The oh no. The season. I, I, um, I, I was, I just want you to, for the record, I was right as this would happen. Everyone always does it every September. Like the Raiders are back. Let's go Raiders, baby. We're gonna they be were playing play, well until play Henry team. Ruggs decided to fucking kill somebody with a 156 mile an hour car. Um, they were doing fine yeah. up until then. I I can't like they just Gruden, have a lot Gruden of was right though. Oh, never mind. I'm not going there. No, let's not. Let's not go. I don't. There. I, I don't want to get into anything there. Don't no, let's not canceled. there. But um, uh, no. They um no, I'm putting a nail on their coffin too. They just have so many off the field issues, and they let them and they let the off the field issues affect their their play on you the think, field. There. I know this is speaking speaking like just theoretically here. If Gruden stays the coach there, even after what happens with Rugs, say nothing came out um like in the emails or anything like say nothing was leaked, um you think they're still in playoff contention? Do you think the co- uh, coaching change? hurt them or do you think it was just kind of added on to what happened with rugs i think the coaching much the coaching change didn't bother like the coaching situation like was one thing they started out two and oh with uh, the interim with um uh with their interim but when the rugs thing happened like that was just over the edge right there like that just kind of demoralized the whole team i i think the rugs situation like was more of a problem than the Gruden situation was mainly because like that was a play, like a coach is replaceable. A coach is replaceable. Like, like we know that a coach is replaceable in the national football league, but a player like of Henry Ruggs's caliber with his speed and his agility and his ability to catch the ball. And he was only 22 years old. Like you can't replace somebody like that, like in the middle of the season Unless you trade for somebody like that, and nobody's gonna make a trade like that for you to you, um, uh, to give up their future, so you have to wait until like next year's draft 
to find like next year's draft to find a, a wide receiver like that again. Yeah, or, or free agency if there is any. Yeah, or free agency if there is any like that. But that demoralized them completely. But yeah, I'm putting the Dunchain on the Raiders. I'm putting the Dunchain on the Steelers. We'll put the Dunchain on the Dolphins too if you really want to go that far. I, I honestly think the Dolphins are going to be uh, sitting at 7-7 seven and seven going into Christmas, to be completely honest, because they have the Jets this week. Um, oh, yeah. And I think they'll be sitting at 7-7, seven and seven, and possibly if they could beat the Saints and Titans, they might have a meaningful game against the Patriots at the end of the season. I, I mean, think the they Patriots, can beat the Saints. Uh, so do I. And this team, like, really has stepped it up the past couple of weeks. I mean, they're on a five-game win streak right now, and some of them, I mean, yeah, the, the win against the Ravens is huge for them. Um, that was a huge upset all, uh, a few weeks yeah, back. The that game, game. A lot of these games that we're talking about that like results happened, they were so long ago. Like they were so long ago. We feel like it was eons ago. Like we're right, talking but it feels about like the season just started though, which is a weird part. Exactly. I mean, here we are, like we said, we're going into week 15. We're talking about the playoff picture and everything. You're talking about like, oh, the Dolphins beat the Ravens. The Bills lost to this team. The uh, the Bengal, the AFC North just like beats on each other. I mean, I feel like like it's it's crazy how far and fast the see how far we've gotten into the season, how fast it's gone too. Like, it's just amazing to see like where we're at now. I mean, I'm gonna agree with. I mean. I, okay, I won't put the Dunchain on the Dolphins. I won't, not yet at least. They should. It's hard, beat to, the it's hard to on a five-game win streak. They should beat the Jets and they should beat the Saints. The Saints are not a good football team at all. Okay, I mean, yeah, they've got Alvin Kamara, but the thing is, though, is like they're very inconsistent. I mean, Taysom Hill playing quarterback, I don't trust it. Oh, I don't trust that either. I, I don't. Well, Shit, I think the best quarterback on the New Orleans Saints is a reti- is a retired Drew Brees. Okay, um, uh, and that's only because and that's only because you can't have a one legged Jameis Winston go out there. That uh, Brees should come out of for... retirement, huh? It's a Brees should come out of retirement. Yeah, he's enjoying his time at NBC. He can, uh... Yeah, I yeah I know the stress of the stress of playing football makes uh, you lose your hair. I think he got. I think he pulled an Antonio Conte and got a hair transplant personally, but neither here or there on that one. I, I agree with that as well. I am one hundred percent there with you there. But, um, but let's, let's get back to the AFC though, because there's a lot. There's just like the AFC is definitely more a interesting. Crap shoot. Yeah, it's definitely more interesting to talk about right now than the NFC is. Hey, the best team in the NF, the best team in the NFL is in the NFC. Everybody, like, I know, we'll get to that later, but I just want to point that out there. Everybody beats off the AFC and sucks the AFC's dick, but the best team in the NFL is in the is in the NFC. But I'll get in. I'll make my I'll make my stance there about that because I've got some points I want to make on that. Uh, but you go. I'll make. I'll let you make yours about the AFC right now, and continue on here. All right, I think right now, like my my sleeper team going in the playoffs, who I think can make a deep run, honestly, is the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they're Jonathan Taylor is carrying the team on this back, and Carson Wentz is doing doing what he needs to do for the team to get them wins. He hasn't been spectacular all season; like he hasn't been spectacular in any means. But I mean, he just he doesn't he hasn't been horrible either. Yeah, he hasn't been horrible. Actually- he doesn't. The great thing about him is. He he doesn't turn the ball over. I know everyone. I I think I talked about this on their last pod 
everyone loves to make fun of him because of his stupid turnovers and stuff. But he's only he's only turned the ball over five times this year. Yeah, he's, five a, he's had a very underrated season at this point. Yeah, I mean he he's just very. Uh, I, I know I throw this term around a lot, but like he he kind of grew to the role of a game manager quarterback, and he just doesn't give that ball away. That's huge in the NFL, especially later in the season and going into playoffs. Turnovers mean the world. Oh, exactly. Especially in the back stretch. I mean, like you're not going to be playing the run of the mill teams that are completely shitting the bed. I mean, unless your schedule is favorable and you play the Jets, the Falcons and the Panthers in your in three of your final four games, cough, cough, Buffalo, cough, cough. But, um, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, though, is like normally you're playing your division. Normally, you're going to play teams that are vying for playoff spots. So, obviously, an intensity does happen. And, obviously, if the turnovers do happen, point like you don't want to have points off turnovers because if points are scored off turnovers, that literally that literally determines the game right there, in my honest opinion. Like, if you turn the ball over and your defense gives up points, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, that's points that, that's points that came off of your offense being fucking stupid with the ball. 100%. And so, that's why that's why that's why I like this team going into playoffs is just that fact that he doesn't turn the ball over. And I mean, you look at when Joe Falco or Joe Flacco won his um Super Bowl, he didn't win it because he was a great quarterback. He went on that defense and he just never turned the ball over. He threw no interceptions en route to uh, that Super Bowl victory all those years ago, and that was it. That was in the po- that was just in the postseason. I mean, even towards the, reg- the end of the regular season, I don't think he turned the ball over all that much. I mean, that team was that team like he was just a good core. He was an above average quarterback in a team that had a mi- that was on a mission. Yeah, and that that's what you need. Compl- I, I now, granted, I know you look at teams. I mean, the, the AFC the last before Mahomes came in was dominated by three quarterbacks and Roethlisberger, Brady and Roethlisberger, Brady and Manning minus the, the Flacco year. Um, this is to, brings me to my next point is you need great quarterbacks to get you to the playoffs. And my hot take right now, as we see a rematch of the AFC championship game um, come playoff time from last year, I think it's going to be the bills and the Chiefs again, just based at who's under center for those teams and what these quarterbacks can make plays in the big moments um, when it matters. And I mean, we saw this with Josh Allen this past week in the second half against the Buccaneers. Um, we see that with Patrick Mahomes clear, everyone knows what he can do. Granted, I know this offense hasn't been as explosive as it has been in years past. Um, if people tell you that this offense is fine and doesn't have issues, um, clearly you're doesn't a fucking idiot. Clearly doesn't watch football because they do. But come playoff time, um, I think like in the AFC, if you had to talk to people, which quarterbacks they would want quarterback in their team, I think that that answer comes down to those two. I mean, I mean, we saw Lamar Jackson has he has won one playoff game in what is enough three playoff appearances or four playoff appearances or four playoff years now. He has only won one game. So I, mean, I don't. I, I don't think he is ready for the, the those big moments in playoff time, just based on the fact that what kind of offense they are, and that off. I mean, you see it get shut down against these good teams come the latter half of the season. Um, it matters, and that's why that's my hot take. I know a lot of people don't agree. I don't want to be. I'm not trying to sound like a, a irate Bills fan here, but I genuinely mean that as the fact that you see how the AFC was dominated by Manning, Brady. 
and Roethlisberger. These are the now clearly Mahomes and Allen are two different types of quarterback, but they're that caliber of like people to put them like with like stat like stat wise saying like at the end of the career they're going to be up at towards that pedestal, and I don't think that's too crazy to say. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC, I mean, Mahomes and Allen on paper are supposed to be the two best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, definitely top five, definitely top five for sure. And then when you look at the quarterbacks in the league on an overall basis, I mean, on their day on paper, yes, they are top 10 quarterbacks in the league on an overall basis as well. Um, I'm going to disagree with your hot take though. And not just because, and, and and all joking aside, you know, we, I, I shit on your team. We shit on each other. It's, it's all bants and all love there for that. But I really don't think that just because of how the season is going, I really don't think that it's going to come down to who has the best quarterback. I think it's going to come down to the best coaching plan. Who is the be- like the best coaching plan? And as much as it pains me to say it, I really think that based on how the New England Patriots have been coached with the master coaching plan of Bill Belichick that has all season, I think the Patriots could find a way to go to the AFC Championship game at least, barring any barring a barring anything catastrophic. Honestly, I mean, once the playoffs come, yes, we know any given Sunday, inch by inch, anything can fucking happen. But the thing is, though, is Bill Belichick is winning right now because he is doing the exact opposite of what the rest of the NFL, or at least what the rest of the AFC is doing right now. Everybody is relying on a past happy league and these so-called experts that you fucking see in media, whether it's the local media, national media or whatever. It's always like the quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback. Bill Belichick is saying fuck you, is saying fuck you to all these so-called experts like Dan Orlovsky and Rex fucking Ryan, um, uh, and, th- and those half and those fucking halfwits. Hey, don't talk saying, about my goat like that. <laughs> oh yeah, greatest coach in Buffalo Bills history and greatest quarterback in Detroit Lions history. I fucking forgot. I'm sorry. At least I know the back of the fucking end zone. Okay, God. Um, uh, but uh, moving on back to what I was saying. He's playing like he's doing the exact opposite. He's relying on a quarter. He has a quarterback that, yeah, he's being hyped up right now because he's got new. He's the quarterback of the top seed in the AFC. And we all know the media loves to suck off the New England Patriots, regardless of who their quarterback is. They have been doing that for the past 20 plus years now. He, Bill Belichick is coaching like it is 2001. Two tight ends. Five to six offensive line, solid run game, solid defense that makes plays, and have a quarterback that can make those dink and dunk passes and when ne- and throw the ball down the field when need be. And right now they're nine and four. And if everything continues to be executed perfectly, Bill Belichick will find himself once again in an AFC championship game at least. I'm gonna have to disagree there. Just based on the fact that who their quarterback is, like like, like I am with the Cardinals. You have to learn to you have to learn to crawl before you can learn to walk. And come playoff time, I know people are talking about, oh, Mac Jones isn't ready for the bright lights, whatever. That, that's just a stupid take because he played in the SEC. He, he played been, for he Alabama. Been, yeah, he has been into stadiums that are louder than any NFL stadium because that's all those people do in the for those SEC teams is live, breathe, and die football. So I'm not based on, basing on the fact that he won't be ready for that big light. It's just I'm basing on the fact that NFL – 
playoff football is a hell of a lot different than playing in a national championship game, just based on the fact that all the guys you're going to be seeing in the playoffs are the elite of the elite compared to what you see in a national championship game. See, I'm going to see, that's what gets me about the whole Mac Jones thing. That's why I think New England will he New England can go to the AFC Championship. It's because of who he's coached under right now. He he was coached under Saban. Saban guided the players at Alabama to where they needed to be. Belichick is going to do the same thing. He's going to have the. It's going to be the same thing. Limit the distractions. Don't let anybody get to your head. Just do your the the slogan has always been for the New England Patriots. Do your job. And yes, I know we always shit on we shit on that slogan because of the scandals that were associated with the Patriots. Whether it was Spygate all those years ago, Deflate Gate a few years back, the fucking uh, prostitute sex trafficking thing that Robert Kraft was in that made that was uh that was uh that got caught being a part of their the um, man, just needed, uh, man just needed a tug. He did. He just needed a tug. Um, uh, but the thing is, though, is that is what it has been. And I'm not trying to suck off the New England Patriots here. I'm just I'm being a realist. Like I'm going down to saying like it's it's going to come down to the coaching. Bill Belichick will have the team primed for what they need for where they need to go compared to other coaches in the American Football Conference. Because when you look at the coaches in the re- like when you look at the coaches at like any other playoff teams when the only other one one in my opinion that will be able to get the team where they need to be and also this team may be biased because of the talent that they have but it is Kansas City there you are right about that but when it comes down to the rest of the coaches I'm the chart like we'll, we'll go down the list Tennessee Mike Vrabel I mean they're too inconsistent right now. He can get them to where they need to be. It'll be down to whether or not the players can do their job, do their job and implement the game plan. That's gonna come down to the core. That that will come down to Ryan Tannehill. Um, I'll go down the list. Um, uh, the Chargers, they may not even like. Uh, they'll make the playoffs, but the thing is though, is they're too like they're coaching. They're coaching. Uh, how they, how their games are coached? Too inconsistent. Um, Indianapolis, Frank Wright, good offensive. Like he's a good coach, good offensive mind. Like they, like you said, they could be a dark horse. So we'll see where it goes for them. Buffalo. I know you have your thoughts on the fucking coaching staff, but on the coaching staff and the scheme for the coaches and everything. So we'll just, so all I'm going to say is that if McDermott makes one fucking dumb move anywhere, uh, say they make the playoffs, McDermott makes one dumb move. Like punting on fourth and two. Or yeah, running, like, running a fake punt on fourth and two instead of just giving the ball to Josh Allen. That kind of super play. Yeah, he needs to be gone if he does something super. Like yeah, he playoffs. will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he will. Like, Buffalo will lose. I will go. I will go simply take off his head. Um. All right. I just had him. I guess I'm just kidding. Um. Don't don't take my word for that. But no. No, no. You'll fucking throw him into the river. It's okay. No, I'm fine. It is, it's okay. It. I. I'll let you finish before I'll let you finish before I get into this. Do you do you, do you see where I'm coming from? No, I, I know I completely agree with you about that, but I'm still basing mine on the fact that who is quarterbacking the talent um, of the I quarterbacks get, yeah. compared to the rest of because, the AF. Okay, because a quarterback can take over a game no matter who the coach is. Um, I mean, you see all the times with Pat Mahomes who just completely will dominate. 
Um, I mean, with all these quarterbacks, really, like Lamar Jackson can blow up a game plan right away. Josh Allen can blow up a game plan. Um, Justin Herbert, Herbert can. can blow up a game plan. So it's like, that's where it depends to me. And that's why I would want the best quarterback in my position um, or for my team rather than the best coach come playoff time because anything can happen. I'd I, rather, I see I, where you're that, that, I see that's where, why, that's where we're from. disagreeing, but like I see your point, what you're saying with why you think the Patriots can make it to the AFC Championship game. I see your point. Um, been there, done that. That's yeah, why. Exactly. I, 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 the only other team that's been there, done that is Kansas. Is, is Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo had a sniff last year. We know we see where they are now, and that's and there's a lot of contributing factors as to that. Tennessee hasn't made Tennessee hasn't made a deep run in the playoffs since the not. Um, we were only like two. I, I know you don't want to go into that. The Chargers haven't. The Chargers, the Colts. I mean, the Col- uh, The Colts haven't made made deep play. Well, nobody on the Colts roster right now made a deep playoff run. Like that was Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie, uh, Reggie Wayne, like the uh, Jeff Saturday, yeah, like Robert Ma- was Robert Maftis. Like though that were those teams. Like two thousand six, two thousand. Like you know, two thousand six, two thousand nine, the Super Bowl appearances, um, uh, the battles with Brady, um, the Browns, the Browns haven't been anywhere near close to a AFC Championship game since before we were born. Bernie fucking Cozart was their quarterback. Yeah, they won a they won a playoff game last year. They did, but I'm talking about making a deep playoff run. They it. haven't done that since before they moved to Baltimore. The old Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore. Bernie Cozart was their quarterback. Don't ask them about the drive. They don't. They 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 will throw you into Lake Erie if you ask them about the drive. <laughs> Elway drove the ball. Night for those that don't know that, the Broncos were playing the Browns, and Elway drove the ball ninety-eight yards down the field to end the season for the Browns and. Cost and they ended up losing the game, and Denver ended up make and Denver ended up. I believe they ended up making another Super Bowl where they ended up losing. Um, uh, but that's a whatever that that was in the eighties. Um, but yeah, I mean Cincinnati, like Cincinnati's, just, they're just happy to be. They're just fucking happy to be there. Nobody had yeah, right. No, no, one, no one had them as to where they're. No one had them at seven and six this season. I think most people just kind of wrote them off the season. Like, all right, they're going to be the bottom feeders in the AFC North. And they were just gonna be just get shit on by all those teams, but they 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 have promise. I mean, they clearly have a lot to fix. Um, if they want to be a playoff team or a Super Bowl contending team, but it's promising for the Bengals right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the future looks bright for the Bengals. I mean, Burrow, Mixon, Chase. Um, I mean, honestly, like we've talked about this, they just need to make sure that their offensive line is consistent and the defensive side of the ball is consistent as well, because we all know that there is no I in team football is a team sport. And yes, we know there is an M E and me motherfucker, but it is what it is there for that. Um, uh, but, um, I mean, we know, like, we know, like where things stand for the playoffs right now in the AFC, anything could happen. Uh, in terms of like positioning, the one seat is still up for the one seat. The, any seat is up for grabs, really. I mean, what's nice about this season is that in both conferences, nobody has. Yeah, no one has. A, no one has a strong control on that first seat right now. I mean, no one has a strong control of anything right now, and that's on both sides. That's in the AFC and the NFC. Arizona was the only team that first team that had a chance to clinch a playoff spot, and they Man. ended up losing to the Rams. 
And now they're not even the one seed. They're the three seed. The three but we'll seed, get into no. that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that in a little bit there. But I know you have some thought. I know you have some thoughts on the uh, number seven seed in the uh, AFC, your beloved Buffalo Bills, whether uh, or not. Like I know, like we didn't have the pod last week. I know you wanted to talk about that shit show against New England, and then obviously with what happened last week, like on Sunday against Tampa, a tale of two halves. Um, I know you have some thoughts on the current state of the team, so I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, so I'll just keep it short and sweet about last week because I mean against the Patriots because it was last week's game. Um, we played another game since then, but um, just plain and simple, McDermott was out coached by Belichick that game. Plain and simple, we can't. Be, I granted, I mean, I I clearly live up in Hamburg. I live about ten minutes from the stadium, not even. Um, the wind was terrible. Um, so I see why the Patriots didn't throw the ball. But it's a matter of the fact that you were out coached when you knew a team was going to run the ball and you couldn't figure out a way to stop it. Um, and then us trying to be a power run team when we know we're not that. And then benching Sean McDermott, benching uh, Matt Breida, who has been our best running back since he finally started getting touches like four weeks ago. Um, you bench him because of a sloppy fumble. All right, I get it being mad about it, but we need – Zach Moss and Devin Singletary do not give this team speed. Matt Breida does. You can't, be, you can't be benching our only speed back in a game where that's what you need because you can't throw the ball. Um, I, finally, in the second half, we started throwing the ball because this is the reason we drafted Josh Allen is he can throw through this type of weather. And we saw it at the end of the game. He was throwing through the weather. Um but we try to kick it. Well, oh, yeah, he's from Wyoming. The winds yeah. are stronger there than they are here. Yeah, that's the reason he was drafted for us, and he just let him throw. And then us kicking a field goal, I believe it was on like fourth and three or fourth and four, whatever it was, um, kicking into the wind where the kickers were missing their kicks all of warm-ups. You're kicking a field goal instead of trying to get the first down there. Um, just stupid coaching in that loss. I, You can't put that on any of the players. Our defense played phenomenal. In my opinion, they only gave up that one big rush, and that was really it. Um, I, you see, I'm going to disagree with you there on that. Your defense played good because they not phenomenal. Like phenomenal. Points. But huh? I should have said phenomenal. They see, I had an argument about this the other day with uh, actually like during the Tampa game. They played good because they gave up 14 points. They played horrible because they gave up 217 rushing yards with an average carry of 5.7 uh, yards per rush, which is embarrassing. And I had an argument about that. Like, no, you can't say they put like, and I'm not going to say that you can't say that because you like, I'm not, I don't want to argue with you on this about that, but don't tell, but don't tell me that it wasn't the defense's fault when they gave, when they were the ones on the field, giving up all those rushing yards to no name running backs. I, I see that. I see that. At the end of the day though, we were just simply out coach. And that was my issue with that game. Um, you should have just let Josh throw. And to still all you people that build the dome, you yeah, fuck off. I'm still not on that side of the argument. Guess what? Wind happens. Yeah, you I know the best team. It. The best team in the NFL uh, right now. Uh, they play. They play in Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, if the season ended today, guess what? The road to Los Angeles would be going through Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the frozen tundra, where it averages like fuck. Where the temperatures average the same here. And Aaron Rodgers and company would still find a way to get to an NFC championship game. Exactly. Um, uh, but I'll get, but I, I, I exposed my take there 
Uh, I, I knew I knew you were going there because I was going to agree with you 100% there. We'll um, move on. To, we'll we'll get to that more in depth later. Now I want to get into the Tampa game. Uh the refs. Um, I don't really I don't want to talk about the first half. Um, but so I am one I am one person who I I believe I've said this on the podcast before. I will never ever ever blame a ref for a game because at the end of the day, it all comes down to coaching and playing. This game, Josh Allen was playing against three opponents. He was playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was playing against our own coach, and he was playing against the refs. See, you cannot tell me that that call at the end of the game in the end zone on that third and two before we kicked the field goal, um, that Stefan Diggs was not held in the end zone. You cannot tell I'm me that going- was not pass interference. You cannot tell me the one where he had a shirt being pulled about 10 yards behind him was not Can a I tell you that I did not watch the entire second half of the game because I was watching the Grey Cup, and I told you I was watching you told me, the yeah. Grey Cup. That's why I'm explaining it right now. There was four occasions where Stefan Diggs was clearly held with a chance to catch the ball and was clearly pass interference and no call. And then in overtime, they're going to call a one of the worst pass interference, like a ticky-tack pass interference call on Levi Wallace against Mike Evans. where And then the CBS broadcast like just kind of flickers in and out. I saw that highlight, actually. Yeah, that was a terrible call, and it cost us – granted, our defense should have made the stop on that huge play they gave up in – overtime but i don't think that play ever should have got to overtime i think that should have been a call in the end zone put buffalo uh first and goal on the two or the one whatever they wherever they would have placed it and give us four chances to go to the end zone um now i want to get into sean mcdermott how that's coach i don't get how our first run of the game is on a fake punt we didn't run the ball at all throughout most of the first half our first run was on a fake punt. And my problem is there, um, one, the Bills never try to fake punt, ever. That just doesn't happen. Two, you have Josh Allen, who is the best running back on our team under center. Keep the ball in his hands on fourth and two. That's let him problem. make a play. Let him make – yes, it is. Let him make a play with his arm or his legs. Let's go there. But then uh, it was what? Yeah, I think we had another – fourth and three I believe it was in the in the second half where we were still down I believe it was 24 to 10 at this point um there was like I think 14 12 to 14 minutes left in the game fourth and two fourth and three we punt the ball down by three scores why not just go for it granted I know we got the ball back we stopped them we got the ball back we tied it up whatever but why leave that up the chance especially when you're playing Tom Brady who was the best quarterback ever and who could have killed that clock if he wanted to thankfully for us the Bucks tried to throw the ball still for some reason being up three scores and not running the clock out they tried throwing the ball that's so dumb coaching on yeah, Arians that, and yeah, left that, yeah that was just dumb coaching because I was shocked they were trying to throw the ball um Josh Allen showed this game the reason that he was paid the money he is he single-handedly brought willed the Bills back into this game playing against three opponents and I have seen so many tweets from people who aren't even in Buffalo media who are just like in like teams of other fans of other teams or um, like a CBS broadcasters or whatever broadcasters saying how bad the refs were. And that should have been a call in the end zone. And it just frustrates me that that's what it comes down to. And then the next day you see the NF or a clip came out of one of the, um, one of the refing, uh one of the heads of the refing. Um, basically was explaining why they would make a call against, it was from a couple of years ago, basically making a call 
in favor of the Rams. It was last year when they made a call against the Rams where they said they should have let it go because they'd rather have the Buffalo newspapers mad at them rather than the Los Angeles newspapers mad at them. Jesus. That, yeah, that, that, I that's where that, my issue is. You're going to send me, you're going to need to send me. All right, I, I thought you would have. I did not see that. I, bet, I was, there. yeah, I bet. Well, cause I was working when I saw it. That's why I didn't send it, but um, no, that, say, that's okay. my issue with it. And it's just a joke. And, I I'm not, I I don't want to go. I don't want to be the person that says the NFL is fixed, whatever. Um, I don't want to be that person that does that. But I mean, come on, a call is a call. My thing about this whole situation with your team is that, and I don't want to just talk about the Tampa game because that game was a tale of. That game was a tale of two halves. Yeah, I mean, the second half we saw the team, the Bills, should everyone thought the Bills were going yes. into the season. So, the first, so let me go, let me, let, let me, let, uh, let me figure out, like, what, let me process this, let me figure this out here. I'm going to quote Dennis Green, former Arizona Cardinals coach, known for one thing good coach, good guy, rest in peace. He's actually dead. R.I.P. Denny Green. But, He's the guy that at the press conference all those years ago when they played the Chicago, the Cardinals played the Chicago Bears, and he's the guy that quoted, they are who we thought they were. The Buffalo Bills are, they are who we thought they were, or at least who I thought they are. I'm going to be completely honest. They are, I thought that coming into the season, I didn't buy the fucking hype. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, and I and I and if you want to call me out on that, saying that like, I mean, you can call me out for something I said on um, Sunday night as well, if you want to. I mean, if you want to call me out and thinking that I bought the hype, I didn't. I'll call you out flat as a fucking liar, and I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about anybody that listens to this fucking show. Okay, all off season, you and I had conversations about what needed to be fixed. They had O-line issues. They had D-line. They needed to improve the D-line. They needed They needed to improve the – they needed a second cornerback. I'm sorry. Levi Wallace and Dane Jack – Levi Wallace is not CB fucking two, okay? That Dane is Jackson not, actually had a good game. No, I, 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 I bit my tongue. I didn't say – I stopped saying Dane Jackson. But Levi Wallace is not CB2 alongside Trey White. And he ain't definitely no fucking CB1 right now. No, I mean, but, I've, I've said this before. I believe – I don't know if I have a podcast for my friends – I don't think Levi Wallace is our answer at uh, CB2. I don't get why what what they see, whether it be in like OTAs and preseason and stuff, why they keep him around. Because I thought all season Dane Jackson should have been our number two. Granted, I know he's a little smaller, but I mean, Levi Wallace, every time he's up against a good receiver, you constantly, for the past three years now, you have seen him just get burnt. Yes, exactly. Going into the season, Everybody thought, oh, this is Buffalo's time. This is Buffalo's year. This is Buffalo getting, bringing back the good old days. Everybody was like, the, everybody thought that them losing in the AFC Championship was like in 89. They lost the AFC Championship in 89. Next year, we all know what happened. They started the run. Okay. We all know how that run goes. I'm not going to repeat it. If you don't know how that run goes, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. Um, uh, Watch the watch four falls of Buffalo. Great 30 for 30. But the thing is, though, is 
they had holes to fill, and they did not fill those holes. They needed to improve the run game. They chose not to improve the run game. Both Singletary and Moss are liabilities at running back, and it's been proven time and time again. Okay, They show flashes in the pan, and the thing is, though, is they're more inconsistent than anything else. Yeah, and anyone – sorry to jump in here, but anyone who says look at Singletary's yards per carry, that is so fluctuated because – He'll he's have, rushing the ball three times a game. Of course, he's starts per carrier. Yeah, ex- is going to be exactly. Great. And you see, he'll have maybe one breakout run a game. I mean, you see, saw it against Miami where he rushed for that like sixty-yard touchdown, whatever it was. That inflates it. He had a big run against, I believe it was the Patriots. Um, that brings his yards per game up. So don't if you try to argue me with that that he's a good running back because of that. I'm not buying that at all because both of these, th- these are literally. Moss and Singletary are carbon copies of each other, and they were both drafted in the third round by the Bills in back-to-back years. They're carbon copies of each other, and they never went after any speed. I don't know. Like I, McDermott tries to look. He wants to be this tough team. He wants to show we can run the ball, and guess what? We're not that. I'm good. We're, we get away from the old football because this is not that team. This team is built to throw the ball. I mean, my thing is, is that – Going back to like what need like the holes that didn't fill it like the run game is an abomination. Um, the offensive line needed to be addressed. I mean, your best offensive lineman is a rookie that has been like either injured or on COVID protocol or on the COVID reserved list. And when he's out there, he improves your offensive line tenfold. Cody Ford a lie is a liability. He's got to go. Um, there's a few. There's a couple other offensive linemen that are an issue. Um, like I said, CB2 needs to be resolved. Levi Wallace is not the answer. And, I mean, the thing is, though, is then looking at the offense, looking at the coaching staff. I mean, McDermott's a bitch coach. He literally is the biggest bitch coach in the fucking league. Like, his play, like, his decision-making is terrible in crucial moments, okay? It's almost as bad as Mike McCarthy's time management skills for the Dallas Cowboys. And, though, and that is atrocious. Um Brian Dabble, terrible offensive coordinator. I mean, I don't understand, like, why Dabble decided to change up the offense as much as he has. Because the thing is, though, is, like, what on their day, like, the Buffalo Bills should have one of the best offenses in the league. But the thing is, though, is, like, they think that the league figured them out, which they're not wrong. The league did figure them out because you didn't fill holes. You brought back all 22 of your starters and tried to copy Tampa Bay. The only difference is, is that Tampa Bay has a much, when you look at the talent, Tampa Bay has a much more talented squad, in my opinion, based off of household names. Okay. And it also helps that number 12 and number 87 are on the field still for Tampa Bay, for Tampa Bay right now. I was getting ready to say New England because of how long those two fuckers were together there for that long. But the thing is though, another thing for the Buffalo Bills, they were only focused on beating, beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Everybody, like, talking about the Chiefs right now, everybody had them dead in the water after week five, that Sunday night football game where Buffalo kicked the shit out of them, and and even a weather delay couldn't help the Chiefs. After that game, both teams trended in different directions. Buffalo traded wins and losses and is now on a three-game losing losing streak right now, correct? Three-game. They lost to Tampa. They lost to New England. They lost the week before, and they lost the week before New England, correct? Yes. 
Okay. Whereas Kansas City, they found their way up at the three seed, kind of where everybody thought that they would be around anywhere one to three to start when the season started. Okay. Buffalo was so fixated on beating Kansas City, they forgot to play how to play against the rest of, of the league. They don't do well against power running backs. They couldn't stop uh, Jonathan Taylor. They couldn't stop uh, Derrick Henry. I still say if Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram played, it would have been a much closer game against the Saints. But that's you know, but that I will. That's all I'll say about that because that's an argument that I don't like to make either. Um, the Jaguars' loss was a fucking embarrassment. The offense didn't come, like. It's almost as if the offense was stayed in Buffalo and didn't go down to Jacksonville. New England came down to terrible coaching against great coaching. Um, I'm still at a loss for the Steelers' loss in Week One. It's all. It's almost as if like. It's almost as if they just stayed in the parking lot and tailgated all day, and then losing to Tampa. Yeah, uh, it was a tale of two halves. The problem is, is that you have to play a complete game of football. You can't just play one half. Tampa played one half and almost lost. Buffalo only played one half and did lose. And yes, okay, I didn't watch the second half. I watched the Great Cup. I told you that. I was watching the Great Cup. I didn't want to watch the second half. It was fucking, uh, the first half was a shit show. Um, but the thing is, though, is if you're not playing a complete game of football, like for two, for, for two halves, four quarters, you're going to lose a game, no matter what. Tampa almost did. Buffalo, but they won. Buffalo did. I'm going... Uh, uh, Buffalo getting terrible calls against Brady happens all the time. It's happened for years. I understand where you're coming from on that. Um, but they have to figure their shit out because the thing is though, is they're lucky that the, the Buffalo bills are lucky that the AFC is a complete crap shoot right now, because we had mentioned this. If it wasn't for the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers cannot beat the Detroit lions, Buffalo would be 10 right now. Yes. On the outside looking in, and everybody, whether it's the real fans, the bandwagon fans, the Twitter fans, the Instagram fan fans, the me- the fanboy media, they would be calling from everybody's head from top to bottom, starting with Brandon Bean working their way down to the fucking equipment manager. Because that is how the expectations were were set for this team at the beginning of the season. It's almost it's almost as if I feel like honestly I feel like I'm watching sometimes with the Buffalo Bills when I watch I feel like I'm watching Dave fucking Gettleman football. Oh wait, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are products of Dave Gettleman when they were in Carolina. Everybody seems to forget that, and that was an embarrassment. And while Carolina was okay, Gettleman was a moron. But here we are going into Week 15. They, they actually get to go up against Carolina this week. So that should be an easy that should be an easy win for them because Carolina doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, not only is he injured, he's on the COVID-19 reserve list now as he tested positive today. Cam Newton is terrible. PJ Walker's most likely gonna start. So we'll see if the Bills bounce back. Did you see their game this week? They started Cam Newton, pulled Cam Newton because he sucked, put PJ Walker in, who's basically Cam Newton, but worse, realized he sucked, and then put Cam Newton back in. The Panthers are a shit show right now because yeah. they don't have a quarterback. They they got they they're they're like they 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 they're still paying the guy that they're still paying the, they pay they're still paying Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm correct, and he's in Denver. I'm not sure on that contract contract situation, but yeah, I, that's one move I didn't really understand is 
giving him up because I like Teddy Bridgewater unless he was a free agent signed, but I'm pretty sure they traded him. I they they did trade him. That's, that's why Carolina is still paying his con- some of his contract. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't get why because I actually like clearly I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a great quarterback. I said that already on this episode because I don't think he's the answer for Denver. But he's also not. No, the they've been going team. between him and Drew Locke. Yes. Well, they went between him and Drew Locke because Bridgewater got hurt. Yeah, fair enough there. That is true there. But yes. But Denver is seven and six, which is nobody thought Denver would be seven and six right now. They kind of thought Denver would be like Cincinnati. Everybody was like, oh, the, the Broncos are playing in this division. Like, oh, here we go. Uh, Broncos season where. Um, uh, you know, they'll finish four, they'll finish third or fourth and we'll figure it out after that. Um, uh, I love their uniforms though. I think they might have my favorite uniform in the NFL minus the green Bay Packers. I want the Broncos that, you know what, actually rest in peace to Demarius Thomas, Super Bowl champion, four-time pro bowler and, and, oh, and, and who also has one of the most magical moments in the history of the National Football League where he connected on that 80-yard touchdown pass from Tim Tebow all those years ago. Because of that, I kind of want the Broncos to actually get their shit together, ball out, and sneak into the playoffs. They've been Just better since getting rid of Von Miller. They have, and the Rams have substantially gotten worse. Um, uh, well, who thought the Rams were actually good? Who was biting into that hype? Rams fans, all, all three of them. Hey, there, um, there is more Rams fans than Chargers fans, to be fair. Los Angeles is not a football town. It is a basketball town. And it is also, a, I won't even say a baseball town, because Chavez Ravine uh, Dodger Stadium is barely at half capacity 90, 90% of the time. But um, because of Demarius Thomas and that, tragic in, that tragedy there, I do want the Broncos to ball out. I hope that they make the playoffs there. So, sorry, Raider Nation. You're done for. Your nail is in the coffin. I'm switching my uh i'm switching my bet you should should have listened to me i know what i'm talking about oh my god yeah okay yeah you uh, we already had this argument moving on we're moving on to the nfc we're moving on to the nfc and meet the new boss same as the old boss best team in the league mvp candidate rogers r-e-l-a-x Everything, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right top seed in the nfc if the season ended today Guess what? They play in snow. They would have to play in snow. They would the, the Packers would get a bye week. Guess what? All is right in the world, and I'm okay with that. But then, but pretty much like ten. I mean, honestly, like after the Packers, you've got Tampa Bay, defending champions. They're ten and three. They moved up to the two seed because the Cardinals, since the Cardinals lost on Monday Night Football to the Rams, they dropped down to the three seed. Then you've got the Cowboys, Rams, the 49ers, who just crept out of nowhere to the sixth seed at seven and six. And then from seven down, it's just a complete shit show. Oh, whoa, whoa. Don't don't talk about the Washington football team like that. They're actually got their shit together a little bit. Their defense finally started to play some defense. And they're still six and seven. They're still six and seven, but I mean they had a slow start to the season. They and also they, have got, Dan they beat, the, they beat the, their owner. They beat the Bucks. This is true. They did beat the Bucks. I, I, mean, I think I think they got off to a slow start this season. Um, their defense finally decided to show up. Um, with Chase Young out, I think he's going to realize, oh shit, maybe I need to listen to my coaches a little bit rather than do whatever I want. Um, and I I like this team. I I do like this team. Taylor Heineke is a wild card, but that's all right. That's fun to have. 
I mean, I only say it's a shit show because six and seven, six and seven, six and seven, God knows what after that. I mean, it's like five, like five and eight, like five and eight, four and eight. God, oh my God, it's actually embarrassing. Um, uh, there are two teams in contention still that probably should, that have not been mathematically eliminated from playoff <laughs> contention yet. And hopefully the Giants get eliminated next week after losing to the Cowboys. And how the Bears are still in playoff contention, I will never know. I Why was so wrong I... about you guys. I thought you guys were going to be start winning some games. I was, I was very I was, wrong with that. Oh, uh, I, I, you had more faith than I did. Me, I, I think I had, I think I had more faith in your team, and you had more faith in my team. That's the problem here. Like, maybe that's I, I what think it, you're right. We jinxed what, we jinxed each other. We jinxed each other. I mean, it is what it is there. But um, uh, no, the Giants fucking suck. I, I, I God, Daniel Jones may not play the rest of the season. He may not. He may have even played his last game as a Giant. But the thing is, though, I got, is I got a question for you before your next point. Okay. If we moved both New Jersey teams and just combined them to one team saying the New York, like make, making the New York Giant Jets, right? The New York Giant Jets. Okay. Do you think they can make playoffs? Fuck. Like they combine uh, the teams. Like add the best player from, like take the best players from each team and just put them into one team. Because at this point, yeah. at this point, New Jersey is just a fucking disgrace to the football world. Hey, 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 hey. I, I saw my team win two Super Bowls in my lifetime. Now watch it there. <laughs> watch it there but um uh, right now no they're living they, in the past you're living in the past hey it's present day oh it's present day it's present day all right that's right you're right man city winning the league right now then <laughs> actually i will never actually root for that dog shit there yeah, yeah I was um, say, you're uh, a piece of shit if you're cheering for that <laughs> not our biggest rivals they're only the local tin pot rivals um uh off top but back topic here uh back to the topic that's not on topic um, no, mainly because they still need coaching. Both teams need coaching. Both teams need upper management. And you like, you could fucking get the Bain bond crew to fucking run the teams and they would probably do a better job than, um, uh, than, uh, than the current coaching staff and, uh, upper management of both teams. Okay. You can get that fucking Coney Island dickhead. That uh, does that on the that that uh, does his dancing on the boardwalk. What are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Beans, rice, Jesus Christ, and Byron. Like you can get that guy as the coach, and they'd probably do a better job than under Joe Judge or fucking Robert Sala. I think Sala regrets taking the uh, job. To be honest. Hey, I think the 49ers made the best move getting rid of him. I mean, well, not getting rid of him, but letting him go to the Jets because they're in a playoff spot right now. They're, though... they're, in, they're in a little bit of a tear right now. Yeah, they, Debo's... They, they've been, yeah, they've been basing off their run game and their defense. Jimmy G is doing basically what Mac Jones is doing, just or Carson Wentz is doing, just don't do anything stupid and we can win some games, bud. Except they, lost, except they lost to the Seahawks, because I'm not sure how that happened. They always lose to the fucking Seahawks. They lost twice to that abomination of a franchise, which is embarrassing. I saw, so, staying in the NFC here, I actually saw, like, a Monday morning quarterback from Sports Illustrated ran did their power rankings going into week 15. And they only showed the top eight, like, in their Instagram posts, and, of course, like, link in bio for the rest of everything. So... Top eight, the top seven teams 
were all were were teams with ninety four records and ten and three records. So it was the Packers, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Patriots, um, uh, the Cowboys, and uh, the Titans, and whoever. No, not even the Titans actually. Um, uh, maybe the Titans, whoever else. Titans had. are nine and four. Titans are nine and four. But it was all nine and four and ten and three teams there. And then the eight team. Take a guess of who they had as ranked as the eight, the the eighth best team in their rankings. Since you're asking me this question, I know it's going to be a dumb team. Um, kind of a dumb team. But we just mentioned them. The Seahawks? No, 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 the, not the, the, the 49ers. Yeah. And I sent it to my friend who's a Niners fan, and I said, one of these is not like the other. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, look at the records of everybody ahead of your team here. And he's like, oh, I didn't even fucking realize that. Like, oh, my God. Like, I saw, like, you've seen 10 and 3, 9 and 4, 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 9 and 4. And then you see 8, 49ers, 7 and 6. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is that, like, that just gives me an idea of how bad, like, a fucking crap, much of a crapshoot the entire league is right now. Because, in terms of ranking them from top to bottom, you have your top seven teams that are either nine and four or 10 and three, and then you don't even put your eight win teams ahead of the Niners. That's how bad you think the eight win teams are right now. Who are in the AFC, by the way, because there's no eight win team. Like you either have seven, you either have you're either the Lions, complete garbage. Yeah. My sweet and, my sweet princes. Six and seven, seven and six, or you're nine and four or ten and three in the AFC. There's just like it's fucking stat it's tiered in the NFC. But I mean I mean the Niners have the Niners haven't been terrible. Like they've only had two, they have only two, only two of their losses, two of their games have been bad losses. They got, they got their asses handed to them by the Colts and the Cardinals and the Colts are a playoff contender and the Cardinals are a three seed in the NFC right now. And so, I mean, the Niners are doing pretty well for themselves. I'm not going to complain all that much about them. I mean, I think they're relying on Debo Samuel too much because he, he is their best player right now. Well, yeah, I mean, he. it's hard to make an argument against that. I mean, he plays two positions now. RB, RBWR1. Yeah, I mean, he's been I, – I, I regret trading him in my fantasy league at the beginning of the season now. But, yeah, he has – like, I, I still think this team is just riding their defense, to be completely honest. Um, But, no, I mean, like you said, Debo Samuel has been something special. He's already had over 1,000 yards this season receiving – um, I believe he has like five to seven touchdowns, something like that. Um, but no, I mean, Jimmy G is doing what he needs to do um, just to get this team to not lose games. And Kyle um, Shanahan's not having any coaching blunders as of late. Yeah, I mean, they they got they, they got it pretty easy going into the back, the last four games of the season. Granted, they got to play the Titans and the Rams but they also get to see the Falcons and the Texans. So this team, I think, will stay in playoff contention um, just based on the fact with how bad the NFC is. I mean, the team right behind them is the Washington football team, which I'm high on, which I think will be in playoffs. But then you got the Vikings, and the Eagles are the only people you really have to worry about. 
The I mean, Eagles are pro- could probably sneak into a playoff spot, depending on who plays at quarterback. If it's Jalen Hurts, fuck no. If it's Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew like may start next week potentially for the Eagles. I love him so much. I think he's going to be a backup quarterback for the rest of eternity just because people love him. I mean, how can you not love Gardner Minshew? I mean, last week if you saw the video after him getting the win, the video of him and his dad was just electric and – yeah, it's just hard not to love that guy. Yeah. Another team that's in playoff contention right now, technically, that we aren't really talking about. Don't say the that Vikings. we did. Huh? Don't say the Vikings. No, the fucking Falcons. I, they're not even in. No, they're not. No, they're not in playoff contention. They're technically but not eliminated I, and they're I, still I know, there. I know they're not, but they're not in playoff contention. I mean, they're in the hunt. They're, they have the same record as the Falcons. Well, everyone the everyone in the NFC is still in the hunt besides the Lions. I, the Bears and the Giants are not in the hunt. I don't care what that says there. But I think the Falcons, like, they're, they're a sneaky, inconsistent team. They're in fucking purgatory this season. They're like the Vikings. The Vikings are terrible, though, because they lost to the Lions and almost lost to the Steelers, who are bad themselves. But the Falcons, like, somehow have six wins. And because of how inconsistent the NFC is, they have found themselves in contention for that seventh seed, in my opinion. I mean, that's the only, if they, that's the only, that's the only point I was going to make there. That's the only point I was going to make there. But the Eagles... And the Vikings, the Vikings are not making the playoffs. Um, they lost they, to the Lions, though. Huh? So they lost to the Lions. They're not making the, playoffs. They lost to the Lions. They deserve to get relegated to the fucking to the National League of England, the no, English they, National they, League. Put them in the ECH or the East Coast Hot, yeah, the East in, Coast yeah, Hockey yeah. League. Yeah, might as well. I did. I I was trying to think of. Uh, well, that's why I said the English National League. That's like the fucking yeah. eighth tier of of soccer in England. That's so bad they could probably lose to the team in last place. And the team in last place in the English National League has negative six points because uh, they had a twelve point deduction to start the season. <laughs> oh, well, that uh, I guess I could open up a can of could go down a little wormhole there. But I I don't know why why they start twelve points why they start with the minus twelve point deduction. So the team, so because of all the COVID stuff that was happening in England over the last year and a half, um, you know how like they still had the season, but they had everything was behind closed doors until the end. Yeah, this team decided not to participate in in the in the season in the National League in England. So th- because they decided not to participate, but they decided to participate like and rejoin the league this season. The FA said, fuck you, you're starting with a 12-point deduction. So instead of actually saying, oh, welcome back, they said, welcome back here. You get to you get to fight off relegation the entire season. I love it. I love it. I, lo- I, love, I love the pettiness. I love the pettiness. It's almost, it's almost, more, it's almost more petty than the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, Canadian saga. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope it was a twenty dollars signing bonus, twenty dollars Canadian too. That would have been funny. Um, uh, but yeah, the pettiness was there for that. Um, uh, yeah, but no, relegate the Vikings to whatever low league of football you can think of. I'd relegate them to Japanese college football. That's a thing, by the way. That does happen. What is that? What is that one where the girls wear bikinis and play football? Why don't we put them in there? No, because that's too scary to watch and that's embarrassing. And uh, that's I would like to see Kirk Cousins in a thong. That's embarrassing to the women. That's embarrassing to the women's lingerie league, if that even still is a thing. Kirk Cousins will line up under guard again. 
that was bad. I mean, he was having a good game up until that point, so I can't I can't hate on him for that because he was he was having a good game. That that was against the Niners, yeah. uh, the week before. Yeah, he what was having time. a good game. But he, I, he, he was silently like having he was silently having like a, an underrated season where he wasn't being a talk yeah. about. I honestly he, think the only reason like people hate on Kirk Cousins so much is because of his contract. It's I because think, of his and his and his record in prime time. He's like two yeah. and like. 12 and exactly. 10 I think games. I think if you were saying like getting 10 million a year instead of what is it? I think he's getting like 25 right now. I think if he was getting like 10 to 15, people would like he's not a bad quarterback. No, he's not. He I, think, I think that contract he was better. Just hurts he, him. he was better and he was better than RG3 in Washington. I mean, uh, that that's a people made people definitely will disagree with me on that, and I'll tell them to fuck off. I don't care. No, but I, I agree think, with you. I think he was a better quarterback in Washington than RG3 um, uh, was. And that's why Minnesota signed him and then that huge extension. And plus his record in primetime games does not help him. I mean. Was he the quarterback for the Minnesota Miracle or was that? Um, that was Case Keenum. That was Case Keenum, that's right. That was Case Keenum. Yeah, then he came in. Um, uh, but yeah, his record in primetime games is terrible. Like, I mean, he's only got, he hasn't guided, he's got like, he hasn't guided his teams as far, like very far anywhere, but yeah, he's not terrible, but he's not great either, but no, the Vikings are in purple purgatory, losing to the lions, lining up under guard. They're not making the playoffs. Um, I think the, uh, like you with the AFC, I think in the NFC, these are the seven teams that will make the playoffs. Now it's just a matter of like what the seat what this excuse me what the seeding would be um i do think that the packers will hold on to the one seed i really do they're the best team in the national football league right now i had arizona before this because of how they won without kyler murray and deandre hopkins and cliff, and cliff kingsbury coached spectacular game plan had spectacular game plans where he coached them those team that the Cardinals teams under Colt McCoy under center to victory. And that's why I think he could be a good candidate for coach of the year. But that loss to the Rams was a like the Rams are a good team. But the thing is, though, is like that wasn't a that, that was a bad Cardinals loss. Like you're, you're like you had everybody back healthy for the most part. Like you uh, the Rams had players in COVID protocol. Like it was a weaker Rams team. Um, but the thing is, though, is like that was a bad Cardinals loss. Like the Rams did not care who they had. Um, and it seemed like right from the get go, Arizona started out the game terribly. They got Aaron Donald had a sack on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray looked bad. Kyler Murray did look bad. I mean, well, I mean, he played the Rams, like compared to last, like compared to the week before, he played the Bears. Like that, that says it right there. Um, and the thing is, though, is because Kyler Murray played bad against the Rams, like people were talking about even though he missed like those three games, he could have been an MVP contender. I don't think that helps his case as an MVP contender. That was a bad game. I I really I think there's one clear well, two MVP candidates right now. I think it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But before I, I was gonna ask you about that stuff there um before we go into the weekly wager. But I mean, go looking at the NFC right now. Packers are the best team in the NFL. Sorry, AFC. Suck. Sorry, AFC. Stop getting. You're getting sucked off way too much. 
the best team in the NFL, plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They've got the MVP on their team. His name is Aaron Rodgers. The problem um, is, though, can the Packers get past the NFC Championship game? It's always been a struggle for them. No matter if the who Packers playing, have the one, no matter the who Pack- they're playing, I don't care if they get the one seed. That game's a struggle for them, and I love, I love the Packers. Don't give me my wrong. thing is, is we all know that the Packers, the Packers, should have won the NFC Championship game last season. They they fucked themselves over. Tom Brady turned that ball over to him so many times. The Packers did nothing with that ball. Everybody, everybody was all like, "Oh, it was Lafleur's Lafleur's bad coaching. Lafleur's bad coaching." At the end, no, the Packers didn't do anything. Tom Brady threw like Tom Brady threw two picks in a row at at one point in, late in the ga- late uh, late in the game, and the Packers couldn't do anything with the ball. They went three and out both times. That turned like. It goes back to my saying: You, if your defense forces a turnover, your offense has to get points off turnovers, and that changes the complexion of the game on an overall basis. Okay, because once that happens, momentum swings to the team. Uh, that momentum swings in the favor of that team. There, momentum swung in favor of the Packers for thirty seconds uh, that day. That day when they lost to Tampa because of those interceptions that Brady threw, but the offense couldn't do jack shit against Tampa's defense in that situation. But I think the Packers will finally be able to get over the hump because the only the downfall for the Green Bay Packers this season won't be the uh, won't be an unhealthy Aaron Rodgers. It won't be the defense. It's going to be how they perform on special teams. Their special teams is terrible. They gave up a ninety nine yard, a ninety seven, ninety nine yard, uh, whatever it was, kickoff return last week against the Bears, and they also gave up an onside kick against the Bears too. Granted, it was in a losing. Granted, the Bears did that in a losing fashion, but their special teams did not look good against a terrible Chicago team. I agree with you, but I also do think that throughout history, the Bears have had good special teams, so I don't know what to put that on. No, that's I, I, have, I, haven't, I haven't seen enough Packers games this year to see how their special teams is to put my input on that. I haven't been – I don't really follow special teams like that unless I'm watching the games. Um, I haven't seen them be bad in the games I've seen, but I just think it's just like throughout history. I mean, we saw with Devin Hester, like Chicago just always has good special teams play. This is true. This is very true because then they had Cordell, pa- Cordell, Cordell Patterson for a little bit there too and everything. But we all know the bad loss that the Packers had. Well, two bad losses. One week was to one. a fraud. Huh? You said week one against the Saints. Two for, yeah, they lost to the fraud Saints. And then the bad, and then I guess, is it really a bad loss? I mean, you had, you didn't have your, you didn't have, you didn't have your MVP out there. Yeah, um, and they were missing. And Mason Crosby couldn't. Mason Crosby. The He's been bad this year. He has been bad. That's another reason. But that I also concern. do. I also will blame it on Borges. Is the reason Buffalo got rid of him? Hey Borges. Hey Matt. Ha- Matt Hack. All pro. Fu- all pro. Fucking punter. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm joking. Is Matt a great Hack is punter, fucking terrible. Clearly, Borges is a great punter. But he's not a great holder for kicks, and that's the reason oh. Buffalo got rid of him and brought in Mahek because they figured we don't punt that much. Whereas Bahorkas can, yeah, he has a boot, but he can't hold balls. I don't know if that's the reason Carl, like Kevin Crosby can't get on the same page this year or what it is. Yeah, but- kicking is definitely going to be a downfall for them too. But the thing is, though, is that 
Yeah, they lost to the Vikings. Uh, the, actually, all three of their losses were fucking terrible, bad losses. They lost to the Vikings. The, they, they, are, uh, they lost to the Chiefs. The only reason why they lost to the Chiefs is we all know why. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jordan Love was there. Hey, Jordan Love won me my fantasy matchup that week, though, because I just decided to say, fuck it. I don't trust Kirk Cousins, and Russell Wilson was injured. Um, and I ended up winning by, like, two points because of it. Um, uh, but it is what it is there for that. Um my thing is, is that I do think the Packers are the best team in the league. The Cardinals, the Cardinals are in good shape, regardless of that loss to the Rams. The Bucks are in decent shape. Those are the three teams that, like, we will. Those are the those are the three teams. Like, I think they'll be the top three seeds there. The Cowboys will win the NFC East. They'll be the fourth seed unless got unless some catastrophe happens in the final four weeks. Um, whoever comes in, if the Cardinals win the division. They'll be the three seed. If the Rams win the division, they'll be the two seed or the three seed, depending on like um, uh, what happens with the Bucks. Um, so whoever comes in second in the AF and the AFs in the NFC West will be the five seed. Um, and then six and seven will be a combination of either the Niners and the football team. I think that these seven teams will be set there for that and i are you going to are you going to agree with me or are you going to give me some something about like oh the bears are going to shock the world no the only thing i could think of um the eagles maybe possibly the eagles jumping the washington football team just because the eagles and washington football team shall they play each other twice um, granite Washington, yeah, Washington just plays within their um division on the way in. They go Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. So I mean, like I always say, it's hard to beat teams twice in a season. Um, whether you're in conference or in your division, um, it's just hard to beat teams twice. I mean, they already lost to the Cowboys. Um, they they won. They beat the Giants already this season. They had to see the Eagles twice still. So the only flip I could see possibly. If the Washington football team don't make playoffs, I think it will be the Philadelphia Eagles. I just think they will flip-flop. Yeah, I mean, and the, you know the crazy thing is, too, about the about the NFC playoff picture? Who would have thought that two teams from the NFC East would be in playoff contention right now? Uh, Nobody? No, no one. We, it's the NFC. Hey, hey. It's the NFC beast for a reason. <laughs> yeah, the beast. Yeah. Well, my team, the team I support is the fucking bottom feeders of the division. And the team that's supposed to be the bottom feeders of the fucking division is the fucking seventh seed right now. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. It is what it is, though. But um, I think like, I think we have a pretty much set there for like where we stand in the playoffs there. I do want to ask, like, I know we touched base on every touch base on this before we go into the week a little bit now, uh, already. But before I, we go into the weekly wager here, I just want your picks. I just want some brief rapid fire answers here. Okay. MVP. Who's MVP right now? He right. said it's down. I agree with you. Bad man. I don't care. I don't care that Brady's leading every statistical category. Aaron Rodgers, man on a mission. He, he does not give a fuck at all this season, and he is just putting the league on notice. Um, uh, plus, he, ha- he actually has a better QBR than Brady, too. Nobody's actually talked about that. Brady, it's like, oh, Brady's leading in passing yards. He's leading in touchdowns. Brady has 10 interceptions. Rodgers only has three or four. Rodgers also has a quarterback, a QBR rating that's four points higher than Brady's this season, too. 
Um, uh, also, Packers are the one seed in the in the NFC. So, moving on there, Coach of the Year. Who do you think it is? Belichick. You think it's Belichick? Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there to a point. Um, uh, I still say Cliff Kingsbury still has a shot. Um, he has uh, a shot, but right now with how the like with everyone, so Arizona, everyone, everyone thought Arizona was be good this year, like playoff contenders. No one thought the Patriots were going to be what they were, and that's why I would have to say Belichick. Understandable there. Okay, not everybody thought Arizona was going to be playoff contenders. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that were like Arizona them. Really, but yeah, no, I only say Kingsbury because he's actually he actually had to coach a few games without having like his top players. But I understand well, that's why I'm saying Belichick too. Um, Jonathan Taylor, offensive player of the year, yeah. Well, to, I mean, no one, I mean, I, I only say offensive player of the year because like. I like a running back isn't going to get MVP and what wide receiver and have their real, like, yeah, the wide receivers, there have been good wide receivers, but the thing is though, have, have any of them made a clear, like cut short, like clear case to be like the offensive player of the year. I mean, Devonte Adams, maybe, but I was about to say Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson can make I, a good case. He could, but I think his team would have to be better. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, it's like he's, he's... I definitely Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Derrick Henry would have been if he stayed healthy for sure. He's still the fourth highest rusher in the league, and he hasn't played since week eight. Yeah, that so just that... goes to show how bad the running game is in the entire league this season. Uh huh. Um, defensive player of the year, who do you got? Micah Parsons. I agreed there. Micah Parsons is a bad man himself too. He's got he's he like. He is just a rookie, and he is unbelievable. Oh, exactly. I mean, he he's gonna get offensive rookie of the defensive rookie of the oh, year. Oh, he's gonna get offensive of the year as well. Uh, hey, I mean, uh, hey, I mean, uh, John Gruden had offensive coach of the year locked up after week four, so uh, anything is fucking possible. Yeah, no, I, I mean, defensive rookie of the Trey, year. No, uh, off- you could also make an argument for Trayvon Diggs, but if you actually watch a game, just have looking at his stats, he gets burnt so much. So he gets hard, burnt so much. It's no, hard to he, put him in there. He's I'm not team, putting him he gets, in there. He gets so many interceptions. He comes teams throw at him because he gets burnt. He gets burnt. Exactly. People, people are like, oh, he's got so many interceptions. Yeah, but he's on teams, pace. Teams throw at him. He exactly. gives up big yards. Exactly. He's on pace to have the most yards um, uh, allowed by from receptions in a single season. Like uh, he's not, he's very inconsistent. I won't say he's bad, but he's very inconsistent. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like all those interceptions are nice, but people, when they talk about him, like, is he better than Stefan? It's like, if you actually watch them play, no, I mean, yeah, he gets interceptions, but yeah, I'll get a lot of interceptions. I'm too. Not teams kept throwing at me. I'm also not. I'm not going to make the comparison that a DB is better than a wide receiver because it's two different sides of the ball. Oh, I'm the not. Only gonna... thing, the only thing I say about that is, Stefan has like done it for years, whereas Trayvon finally just started showing up this year. Exactly, and he's not that... even showing up. He still gets kind of getting lucky there. But yeah, Micah Parsons may make the case for defensive rookie of the year and defensive, and defensive player, player of the year. Yeah. Um, who um, else uh, could be defensive player of the year? I don't know. I think he's just a clear-cut favorite. I think so too. I mean, all the TJ all the TJ Watt and Steeler fans are saying TJ Watt, but the thing is though, is he's been in, he's injury prone. Like he Yeah, and he, he, he got injured this past week as well. Yeah. On Thursday and night. Exactly. 
Um, uh, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Chase, Jamar Chase. Uh, I don't think I, can, I don't know. I can't give it to Mac Jones just because. I'm not giving it to Mac Jones. I was either going to be between Jamar Chase or Jalen Waddle. Both of those wide receivers have been good. I can see, I can see you making an argument for Waddle. I just think Jamar Chase has been more predominant. Like, is a reason this team. Like people forget, Miami almost made playoffs last year if they didn't slip up against the Bills in Week 17. Exactly, so they were Jail- a good team, whereas Cincinnati was just bad. Yeah, Cincinnati was just bad. I mean, both of them have been, both of them have had good seasons. I mean, Jalen Waddle. I mean, Jalen Waddle doesn't have the yards compared to yeah, Jamar well, Chase, but he's because Tua isn't as good of a quarterback as Burrow. No, exactly. But Jalen Waddle's got the catches and the production level. He just doesn't have the yards. Yes. Like Jamar Chase has the yards, but he doesn't have the catches, which is it, which is weird to say how it is there. So you can make the case for either or. I mean, hey, Jalen Waddle may or may not be the keeper on my fantasy team next. My keeper pick in my fantasy league next season. He may be, he may not be. I mean, um, uh, I really don't want to lose a wide receiver like that, honestly. And since I didn't take him in, like, uh, since I didn't take him in the first round, I ended up taking him in like this. I think I took him in the seventh or ninth round. I don't remember. Like, that'll be a nice late round keeper pick there, um, uh, based on how the rules are. But. Um, uh, I know, I know my great friends of the pod and my fantasy football league are listening. So, uh, Nick, take some notes there. I know you're listening. You're going to listen to this eventually, but, um, uh, yeah, that, that, that's the case there. Um, uh, but I think we, co- I think we covered everything there for that. I mean, I just want your quick, I just want your thoughts on everything as we go into the final four weeks of the season. And I think we agree for the most can part. I, can, I cha- can I change my coach of the year actually? What you want to change it to McDermott for shittiest coach of the year? No, no I, I want I want MCDC as my coach of the year. Oh, your your sweet princes. My my sweet princes are. <laughs> I am. Yeah. They, they, they'll be good soon. Trust me. They'll be. They'll be good. My sweet princes will be a good team soon. I do. Like, I do think. I, I do think though. Like all jokes aside, I think you got to give Dan Campbell probably at least four years before you decide to fire him. No, no, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying fire Dan Campbell right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm saying, but like, like, he's clearly they brought him in in a rebuild, and I they've think been he's rebuilding a, I think he's since good, the '90s. Yeah, I think he's a good head coach. So I think just keep him around for four or five years, see what he can do with this team. Then if nothing changes, then yes. But no, nah, they need to get players in. They need that will fit his system. That's on upper management there. I mean, it doesn't help that the team is owned by a com- by a family that is more worried about the car company they own <laughs> than they are the football team. <laughs> but that's just that's just the, the state Detroit, of the football. Hey, at least Detroit's hockey team is good this year. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm still mad that I went when I went to that game. Like they lost in overtime. Um, uh, but it is. Good. I know them. I know them. Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. They're putting on a tear for the rookies in the NHL right now. But we'll talk hockey next episode in a couple of days. Um, uh, but I under I agree with you there. Those those kids are studs. I saw them in person. I know. Um, uh, but I think that other than that, I mean, like what what I we have like we have the weekly wager segment that will conclude this episode here. You picked three games uh, out. Um, and since this idea, we're bringing back this segment. We didn't have it for the last couple episodes. Uh, you said you have three games here. Your segment, your baby, take it away. 
All right. So I didn't put the Bills or Giants in this week because the Bills or Giants aren't really playing two exciting games. No, so the Giants I, I are going to get their asses three, kicked. I picked three of the games which I thought were most exciting this week. Um, so I want to open it up with going to Thursday night's game. We got Kansas City going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, right now, uh, the spread is Kansas City is minus three, and the over-under is 52. With how Kansas City has been on a tear um, winning games, but their offense hasn't been great, I, I will definitely I will definitely take Kansas City at minus three, but I will take the under on this game just, uh, just based on the fact that every time this is more of like me just being smart rather than be like, I want to shoot up this game is typically how I pick my over-unders. I'm going to be smart and take the under here just because Kansas City hasn't been that explosive offense. And I don't think her, like, I don't think the Chargers are that consistent. And especially with this, how the Chiefs defense have turned up um, and actually playing good. I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Like I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be like 24, 21, something like that. Um, and that's going to get us to our under still. So definitely under 52, but Kansas city for sure. Minus three. I'm going to just, I'm going to agree with you on Kansas city minus three. I'm going to take the over though. And it goes back to an earlier argument that you had about the quarterbacks in the, in the, in the state of the, in the league and in just in the AFC as a whole, you have two of the better quarterbacks in the league going head to head Patrick Mahomes against Justin Herbert. Now, obviously we know how the chiefs defense has been as of weeks. They're just finding ways to win games, which is fine. It's not about how we win. It's about how many wins you have, which is another thing that we have said here. Um, but the thing is, though, is that you still have just you like you're going up against Justin Herbert. You know what I I'm expect I'm ex- I'm expecting a shootout. To be honest, I'm expecting a shootout. I think this will be a game like where it will come down to the fourth quarter. Uh, I'm not saying whoever has the ball last will win the game, but I think it will be an offensive shootout. Um, one of the offenses will make like one. It's gonna come down to like if somebody turns the ball over. Um, and if that happens, the other team will pull away in the fourth quarter and in, in the third or fourth quarter for the most part. Um, but I think it'll come down to the fourth quarter. Whoever the chiefs will win, they'll pull away in the fourth because, uh, they can't, their offense will finally get it together. It's, it's almost as if like when they play division opponents, their offense just kicks it up a notch compared to the rest of the league this season, or at least that's how it looked when they played the fucking Raiders. Um, uh, so I'm hoping that Kansas City decides to just picture Justin Herbert like in silver and black or at least like the Chargers defense in silver and black and they just like, you know, kick it up a notch because I know the Chargers offense can like actually be consistent somewhat. So I'm going to take the over 52, Kansas City minus three. Next game, moving on. All right, next game, moving on. We're going to the Saturday night game, um, New England visiting Indianapolis. Um, right now, Indy is at a minus two and a half, and the over/under this game is forty-five and a half. I'm going to take the under on this game for sure. And at two and a half points, I do think I honestly do think Indy will win this game um, by more than a field goal. So I will take. Uh, actually, I think it might be a field goal game. I think if Indy wins, it's by a field goal. So I'm going to take the Patriots at the plus two and a half. 
Um, but I do think Indy wins this game by a field goal just based on the fact that Jonathan Taylor is probably going to go crazy this game, uh, being a primetime Saturday night game. Um, but definitely taking under here because it's going to be just a battle of the defenses here. So definitely – yeah, jump in. Can I go? Can I jump in here? And based on your logic, Andy wins on a field goal, but you're taking the Patriots plus two and a half. They would still lose by 0.5. For correcting me, that was such bad math. I was thinking, sorry, for some reason, I was thinking three and a half. Jesus, bad. I'm fa- I am, I, based off of that bad. Hey, math, no one, I'm no fa- one ever said I was smart. Relax. I'm All fading right. that pick so fucking much right now. Oh my god. Right, I love right. you, buddy. I love you, buddy. Okay, so Indianapolis is going to win. So Indianapolis is going to win by less than a field goal. You mean like they're actually going to like no? So you think you think Indianapolis will win by like? Less than a field goal somehow, like win by two points, one point, or something like that. But and the Patriots. No, I think will... I think Indy wins by a field goal. So I I I just did very bad math in my so you're head. Take I, the in my head, in my head I was thinking half. three. In my head, I was thinking three and a half when I was saying two and a half. So, so yes, you're taking am... the Colts minus two and a half in the under. Yes, I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half in the under. Um, okay. I'm sorry if I confuse everyone. Um, I. No one ever said I was smart. So if you came to this podcast because you thought I, me or Jeremy were smart, um, Jeremy don't drag me into this. Hey, Jeremy definitely is smarter than me. Um, I was just throwing myself under the bus. If you came to this podcast because you thought Jake Sosha, the co-host of this podcast, was smart, well, you're damn wrong because I'm not. Yeah, you're damn wrong. Hey, who you call? Hey, who who are you calling not smart? We're bloody you know podcast hosts. Hey, we know what I'm, we're I'm talking probably, about. Who do I not think is smart is Paiska. Paiska, your takes on Facebook are still terrible. I don't get them sometimes. <laughs> uh, weekly shout there out is. to Paiska. Um, Paiska, piss off, mate. There it is. We knew. We knew it. Yeah. Don't. Hey, you can't tell him what to do. He's a bloody friend of the pod. Um. Uh, but moving, going back on topic here. Still, um, wait, still waiting for your appearance. Your guest appearance, buddy. By the way. Still waiting for it. Man lives in the woods. Man, I, I last I knew he lives like in the woods, like at his uh, camp that he works at, and that was like month. That was over in the you summertime. I'm convinced he told he's me dead, that. and someone's posting on his Facebook. I think Facebook no, 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 no. Don't say that. I, I, I would be devastated if that was true. Actually, um, uh, Jesus Christ, that would be terrible. Um, we, uh, um, Paisco, we hope you're doing well. Um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half, and I'm taking the under. This has run heavy all over it. Both teams are going to run the ball heavily. Um, mainly, Jonathan Taylor will run the ball heavily for the Colts. Um, I think New England will try to match, try to start out with how Matt with Mac Jones throwing the ball, but they'll rely on the run game a lot too. I think it's run heavy all all um, uh, all night. I think it comes down to. I think it. It, it won't be like they Indianapolis will win the game. It won't be, it won't be as close as a field goal. I think that they win like in within single digits around anywhere from six to eight. So take Indianapolis minus two and a half over under, take the under of 45 and a half. We're going to move on to the next game. Last game here. Um, uh, and in my opinion, the probably the game of the week, top seed Packers led by MVP candidate Aaron Rodgers heading to Baltimore who may or may not be without Lamar Jackson. We don't know what the hell is going to happen there. But I'll have you take it away, sir. I, I, I guess you just took over the part where I said which teams are playing. I guess that's fine. Um, hey, 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 hey. 
Well, since Jer- since Jeremy part, since Jeremy wanted to steal my shine here, um, I so the game is in Baltimore. Yes, but Packers have been on a tear recently. Um, clearly, mine and Jeremy's MVP favorite is playing tonight. Um, the Packers are a minus four and a half, and the over under is at forty three and a half. That is very low for teams that can score. So I'm going to for sure. I'm taking the over on this game because. 43 and a half, if you get it while it's there, that's very low scoring. So, yeah, hit that over while you can because um, I'm sure that will go up throughout the week. And especially if Lamar Jackson comes back, that o- that over-under is going up. So take that now. But I'm also taking the Packers at minus four and a half. I think they win straight up. I think they're just too good of a team for Baltimore, and this is going to shake up the AFC, AFC uh, playoff race even more with another Baltimore loss this weekend. I am going to agree with uh, you. Took just to reiterate, you're taking the over in this game. Yeah, I'm taking the over because I think okay, 40, I'm I agreeing with you. To have at the low, I'm, um, that's a low over under. Long. That is a low over under. I'm going to agree with you there. Um, uh, for that, but uh, both if Lamar Jackson is healthy enough to play at quarterback, definitely take the over there. But the thing is, though, is Green Bay is too good of a team, regardless of the minus four and a half spread that they have there as favorites. So Green Bay will win this game straight up. Take the Packers minus four and a half. Like you said, this will impact the not only the AFC playoff race, but also the NFC. Because if the Packers continue to win, they're going to take that one seed. That's what they're focused on. They want that bye. Aaron Rodgers and his toe definitely want that bye week. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to sit in the regular season again. He wants to take a week off before they play in the division round. So take care of business in the regular season and move on after that. So the Packers will win this game straight up. Baltimore will have a mountain to climb uh, after they lose this game. But for betting purposes only, Packers minus four and a half, over 43 and a half. Take it, run with it. It's not a mortal lock. I'm not doing that this week. I'm not doing that ever again. I mean, I'm going out on a high where I went two and one with my mortal locks all those weeks ago. But for the most part, we agree for the most part. We agree wholeheartedly on two of the games. Um, we agree. Um, uh, the only difference is that I'm taking the over of 52 in the Kansas City and uh, Chiefs and Los Angeles Chargers game. But, I mean, that can, that's another weekly wager segment. Glad to bring that back there. Um, uh, we'll continue bringing uh, – we'll continue with that as uh, the football season continues. Uh, maybe we we may expand it into hockey, although hockey betting is kind of annoying based on empty net goals, and the over-under is always set at a half, which is kind of annoying too. Betting we hockey won't... games live is so much better than betting it before the game. This is true. This is very true. Um, we're never incorporating soccer betting into this, though. That will fu- no, that's no. Fuck, that's a fucking shit show. Also, I, I also want to point this out. Also, whatever you do, gamble, gamble responsibly. Um, just so we, 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 we can't get sued. Gamble responsibly, please. Oh, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to get sued. That's <laughs> they're adults. They'll find their way, but yeah, gamble responsibly. Don't throw, don't throw a hundred, don't throw a thousand dollars on the lines to beat the Cardinals there on Sunday, because that ain't fucking happening. I would take it. That's my mortal lock for the week. Mortal Lions lock. beating the Cardinals. Mortal lock for the week, boys. All right. You trust your sweet princess. I do trust I, my sweet princes. I think you trust your sweet princes more than you trust the Bills. I, I, I think I'm the only person in the world that trusts my that trusts my Detroit Lions. I am convinced that 
everyone else just thinks they're going to lose every week where I go and hope for them, like, they have to win this week. That's how I look at them every time. They have to win. They have to win. They have to win. Hey, they were in contend. They were technically mathematically in playoff contention until week 14. Now, now they're just season ruiners. Time for the season ruiners to come out. They've MC, been ruining DC. season since they tied Pittsburgh, and that was before week 14. So MCDC is going to have this team fired up. But um, can I go into one more thing before we uh, close out here? Yeah, not a problem. One gonna, more thing. I'm going to hop away from football real fast. I just want to go completely back on my bet that I made a couple of podcasts ago about the Edmonton Oilers winning the Stanley Cup. I I, I would like to take everything I said back. Nope. I said nope. it. Nope. I, can it's I, in the airwaves. Uh, it's in can, the airwaves. Can we delete Always that episode? Now. Because this team right now, I know they're injured on defense and everything, but – Oh my God! They're already at the point of the season where they're relying on McDavid and Drysaddle too much, and it scares me. And I'm, yeah. watch, I'm watching this team every night. I'm like, why did I ever do that? <laughs> I'm like, that was just stupid of me. Like right now, they're down three nothing to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, I'm watching God, I'm it live. Watching um, yeah, I'm watching it live. We're down three nothing. It's sad day. Um, <laughs> I, the Sabres won. Best team in Buffalo won. I would like you to make a poll on the Twitter if I can go back on my. Bet and we. I, can have the, go- I have not used the Twitter in forever. I don't, mainly I, I because the polls, but I would like to make a poll and see if the people let me go back on my bet that I have to get the winning team of the Stanley Cup tattooed on me. If it isn't the Oilers, uh, make a poll, and if the people say yes, I can go back on it. Then I can. I, I'm I going to, to ignore it. that poll because it's in the airwaves. Just do the poll. I want to see if people will be nice. I will see if people will be nice. I'll run the poll just tomorrow. Tell, just, tell your, just tell your fantasy football team to listen to – you don't listen to the full episode. Just listen to the back half and just <laughs> please, dear God, I, I – I don't even know who – I, I, I can't see this team winning the cup. I'm at the point of the season where I can't see this team winning the cup. Okay, fair enough there. I'll run the poll tomorrow. That'll be like the first tweet that I ran on the Twitter account in like two months, mainly because <laughs> I'm at the point where I just hate social media. But yeah, I, um, haven't, I haven't touched – yeah, I don't use social media ever. My only my only ever tweets are when I reply to you something stupid. That's the only time I ever tweet. <laughs> you sweet princess. You replied to that tweet. Honestly, the only reason why I tweet is because of sports. Like, my final thoughts here. I don't have you. Well, it makes we sense go, since you are a sports podcast. Exactly. Do you do you may do you have any other final thoughts before I go into mine? Um you go into yours first, then I'll go one more. Well, yeah. I don't have anything football based. I just hate social media because it's like I hate using it. Well, another thing too is like I can't use it like and run anything on the Twitter account because of how busy I am with work. We actually need a social media manager, but I really don't want to not have somebody like have somebody else running our Twitter account and not paying them. I feel like that would be terrible. Like that would actually be a terrible thing. Like no, I actually no, we'll call we'll call him a uh, an intern. Yeah. Yeah, we'll call unpaid intern. Intern. We'll come on, unpaid intern, and then if he's along for the ride, if we ever blow up, we'll give him like maybe like a hundred dollars a year. Yeah, dollars well, a year. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Paiske, you want the job? No, I can't. No, he has the worst takes on Facebook. He cannot be the social. I, you know what? Fuck it. Just make him the social media manager. Yeah, he'll, exactly. He'll, he'll get the Twitter at least. Like people would interact with him, be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need. We need. It's all going to be click. The Twitter account will. No, we're not having. Actually, no. I take that back. We're not. We're not going to be mainstream media only buying clicks at this point. Not happening. <laughs> I'm just waiting um, for Facebook's next Facebook post. Be like, the Bills need to move out of Buffalo. 
I'm just. I'm waiting for it. Fucking nope, nope. Bumba Clarts, fucking Bumba Clarts. Nope, nope. Your final, your final thoughts, sir. Oh, my final thought is, um, I think. So you remember the PIP incentive in the PGA Tour, right? The the what? The PIP the PIP incentive, like uh, I forget what the full name is, but basically, like players on social media, they bring like ice to the game, they will win like the money for the PIP and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. I think okay. Tiger Woods deserves all of that ten million dollars himself. Um, the, his tweet that he put out of him swinging the club, and then him saying he's playing in the PNC Championship. Tiger Woods deserves all of that money himself. Um, I know we're gonna talk about that more Thursday, but he just deserves all the money for the pip himself. And I just wanted to put that out there. Fair enough. But yes, I I I'm that's fair enough there. But yes, next week, this Thursday, actually, we're going to be recording an episode. We'll record an episode, put it off Thursday. So that will be our second episode this week. We'll talk Tiger Woods since he's going to return to the PNC. We'll talk hockey. Um, We'll give the state of the Sabres. We'll also talk about the Vancouver. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Um, Canucks, by the way. Can I have one more? more, Oh, I'm fine with talking about the Canucks. I mean, with their new coach, they're 4-0 under Boudreaux now. Yeah, they're four zero under Boudreaux. I want to talk about them. Um, uh, we could talk college football and college basketball. So get that. So get that ready there. Okay. Um, um, and then maybe maybe talk some baseball and see what's happening in the lockout world. Um, uh, but I have nothing. Do you have any other final thoughts? I have just uh, a fun. Uh, I never mind. I think I asked this on the podcast before, so never mind. Okay, never mind then. All right, I don't have any final thoughts, but that's what we're going to be talking about on Thursday uh, when we record and release that podcast. You can listen to today's episode, previous episodes, next episode, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any preferred podcast platform. You can follow us on Twitter at LHS Podcast 2021. I haven't used the Twitter account lately. Tweets are probably like months old, a couple months old at best right now. Um, I keep saying I'm trying to be active. Maybe I'll start being active more this week. Um, uh, oh, one more thing about that. Next week also, not next week, sorry. Um, Thursday when we record the second episode. Um, I know um, I just want to go into maybe potentially – uh, some top moments for the uh, top moments for the year. Um, so, so we'll definitely figure, we'll definitely talk about some of those as well. Either we'll do that this Thursday or we'll do that next week uh, before we get into new year's. But until then, um, uh, you know, just keep on chugging along and remember everyone, it's a hard hat holiday. Respectfully. Bing bong. Bing bong.